We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is up, guys? Today, how to increase your sales and make more moolah moolah for those who don't know what that is yeah, is yeah. money baby <laughs> is the cash the profit yes and before we get started guys don't forget to hit that subscribe button actually don't hit it smash it <laughs> so you know when those episodes drop on your phone and don't forget to follow us on social media at Beast Go. that is right and if you find this episode impactful which I am sure you will because our previous conversation was pretty impactful to yeah, me, yeah. so don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. No less, no more. You can do no more because there's no more than five stars, so yeah. just, just a five-star review. Just and, drop it and in And let there. me tell you, man, those reviews have been coming in, so thank you so much for all of you guys Ooh, listening yeah. and submitting your reviews. Uh, we might or might not have a surprise for you, so uh, if you hear this episode and want to know what the surprise is, slide into those DMs. I uh, promise that I'm going to send you something special. Slide. So today's guest is a graduate from our Instagram live show, Content Bites. Fonzie's project. Here we go. <laughs> and if you're looking to increase the incoming moolah in your business, then this is the episode for you. That is right. He is a high performer that helps sales pro increase commission income by 30% in 60 days. That is that is super impressive. Just throwing that out there. Baby. Now, if you sell something, which if you listen to Content is Profit, you probably do, this is for you. Trust me, he doesn't only have an epic beard, he has some epic knowledge as well. Am I going to feel left out because I don't have a beard? Uh, I actually shaved last night, so what? you know what's funny that, that uh. I had to I had to write down that in the My intro. Good. Okay, well I'm excited either way. You know, today's guest has helped his clients add five figures in commissions, getting promotions, hitting number one in the regions, and over the top fifteen in the world for their company. Cool thing is, what he teaches can be applied to multiple areas of your life. So. I hope you are ready to become a high performer. Yeah, yeah, guys. Let's go. Please welcome host of the Results Engine podcast, high performer, and unfortunately, a Liverpool fan, Mr. Mike Sesniak. What's up, Mike? <laughs> What's going on, guys? What an intro. Let's go. I'm fired up. Let's do it, man. Dude, I'm, so, I, I'm sorry. I had to include the Liverpool part in there. I'm sorry, okay? Dude, champion to England. I'm stoked. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Hey, I, I'm sorry that he actually had to put unfortunate in there, but you know, you, you and me, we bonded before the call, and you and me are okay. So these Arsenal yeah. fans over here can, yeah. can, you know, can, can go sleep. No. You know, you know when your team finishes like 10th in the league, dude, that, that's what we, we got, you know, we got to like put in this little thing is to to make us a little happier for for the rest of the of the year until next season starts right yeah. hey i've been there <laughs> yeah dude mike it is a complete honor to have you here man i can't wait to uh you know deep dive i know that you were on content bites with with fancy here and for those listening watching right now if you guys haven't seen that episode go check our instagram live interviews but for those listening Mike, who are you, man? Like, how? What's your a little bit of your backstory, and then how do you get to the point that you are now? Yeah, 
it's a bit of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> the Spark Notes. Uh, I run a high performance coaching consulting company called the Results Engine, and like you guys mentioned, you know, we work with a lot of commission sales pros, help them scale their income and their impact. Right, figure out what drives revenue. Do more of it in a way that feels good, so we're closing more deals without burning the candle at both ends and working crazy hours. And um, you know, we've been running that company for about four years now, um, which has been super fun. You know, but prior to that, I was in software engineering. I kind of used corporate America to fund all of my business ventures,、mm-hmm. and I spent about six years in corporate. You know, did kind of hit all the targets that we thought we wanted. Right, like. Luxury apartment, senior title, <laughs> six-figure salary—like all these things that we think we're striving for. When I'm a young dude、yeah. living in Manhattan,、yeah. right in New York City, and、um, on the outside, like the progression is very linear, right? Like big payways, big promotion every single year, and it looked like I was crushing it. But behind closed doors, the part that people don't see—and I think nowadays we're starting to hear—it's a lot more common than we realize. But like everything was in shambles. Yeah, you know, like on the outside it was all beautiful, but behind closed doors, I was ridden with anxiety, suffering from debilitating panic attacks. Which, by the way, at at that point, I had zero clue what it was. I I, I legitimately thought I had a physiological issue. Like I I thought my lungs didn't work. So I spent a year, year and a half going to the doctors, getting a chest X-ray, like doing breathing tests, trying to figure out what's going on. And、um, I, I share that part of the story because. That's what made me realize I had no clue what it meant to be productive. Yeah, like zero idea.、Mm-hmm. I felt like if I wasn't working forty-seven hours a day, I wasn't being productive enough.、Mm. Right, and、um, this is what started this me going down this rabbit hole. And productivity is just a really small fraction of you know all the work that we do with our clients. Yeah, about like twenty twenty to twenty-five percent probably if I had to estimate, but. It was the part that like got me into the space. It kind of cracked the door open to the、yeah. coaching industry that I was resisting like crazy at the time. And eventually, you know, many years down the line, I meet Brennan Burchard, and the door gets cracked through, <laughs> and、um, and here we are. So, But, so, Mike, thank you for sharing that. First off,、uh, and second, like, why do you think I, you touched on something? You were very resistant on the coaching side of things. Why?、Yeah. And that's something that we've you know talked on the show before. We've seen the benefits of it. I'm I'm sure like you've seen the benefits of it. But like back then,、yeah. like, why were you so against that? Why Why was that a block? I had a very negative stigma around the industry.、Mm. You know, back then,、uh, and and for the record, like a lot of one of my closest friends in the world was. Very much pushing me into the space, like, dude, you could help a lot of people, you know, like the way that you care for people, the way that you listen, the way that you think,、yeah. and the way that you support people, you could really help a lot of people. But here was here's the deal, bro. Like on Instagram, I saw life coach in like seventeen year olds Instagram bios, and I didn't understand what coaching meant. I was coming from the athletic world, right? Like soccer,、yeah. my whole life revolved around where I could play soccer in college.、Yeah. That's how I ended up in engineering. That's how I ended up down on Wall Street writing code. Like this is, it, that was the world I came from,、mm. and in that world, coaches provided solutions. In business world, consultants provide solutions. Coaches just navigate conversations and help facilitate breakthrough,、mm. right?、Mm-hmm. So when I'm wearing a coaching hat. In the high performance side of the business, I'm not solving problems per se. I'm assisting to solve problems, but it's my job not to provide the solution, but to help the client generate that solution, right? And I didn't get that. 
So I was looking on Instagram. I'm like, what on earth does this 17 year old possibly have to teach me about life? Cause I also didn't know what life coaching was at the time, by the way. <laughs> but like, that was, that was the block. I'm like, nope, I don't want to mm. be associated with this cause I don't understand it. And fast forward, I, like I mentioned, I met Brennan Burchard and literally I wrote my first program, Fear Hacking Academy on the flight home from that event. And it was like Ohio to New York. It was like an hour and a half flight, but <laughs> I was just like thrashing. Going like, at it. Yeah. You know? Amazing. Uh, but th that was the stigma that I had. Dude. Yeah. That, that, that's, that, yeah. I mean, I, I totally see that happening, especially now you see more and more people, you know, kind of like putting those coaching titles in their, in their Instagram bios. Right. And mm -hmm. I don't know, in a sense I do. And this might be one of my, you know, Uh, stigmas that I have, I feel like in a sense it kind of like devalues the the term coach, right? Because then someone right that has seen all those like wow, why are all these people coaches? Like everybody's a coach right now, and they they might be ready to work with you, right? And they come across you, but they see that you're a coach as well, right? And they're like, mm -hmm. oh man, like he's one of those. Let me let me turn around. So yeah. I, I might see, I, I can see you know how it can be a, a, a downside for people but I, I love the of course I love the soccer reference man anything soccer I love so <laughs> and, and I totally understand you know and looking back into my personal soccer career right like the best coaches were as well like those that guided me through you know like those those limiting beliefs that I had around the game and around myself too to achieve yeah. what I wanted so yeah I do what do you think it is key? when looking for the right coach? That's a really good question. Like really random tangent that just popped in while you're saying that before I answer that question is like, there's that cliche, those who can't do teach. Have you ever mm. heard that? And I think that, you know, people apply that it, all over the place and almost in a way to discredit the coaching industry professionally. But if we look at it, like the examples is Tim Grover. Mm. He wasn't a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. Right. But he helped get it. He helped him get to that next level. Same with Kobe, same with Dwayne Wade. And like a lot of my clients, not to compare myself to Tim, like he's elite, but like yeah. a lot of my clients have built businesses far bigger than me. And I'm really proud of that yeah. because I've helped them scale because they are good at what they do. <laughs> right. Like I always say, I'm not in the business of how my client makes their money. I'm in the business of helping them figure out how to do more without burning out so they can make more money and have a bigger impact. Yeah. So I think that's really important to understand. Now, to your question, what is it important to look for in a coach? I think two things. One, track record is very important. And that track record to that last point that we were just talking about, that might not be in the business coaching space. Yeah, it might be, hey, I've built a seven, eight, nine figure business, whatever it is. And by the way, this might be a unpopular opinion. I believe business coaching is really consulting. A lot of cases, they just use the term coach. Um, a little loosely there, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, but when it comes to, you know, high performance coaching or, or other different types of coaching, I think that track record then becomes what's their client results, right? Like, are they getting where they say that they're supposed to get from a yeah. client perspective? And, yeah. um, I think that's the most important piece, you know, like at the end of the day, that's what we're after. It's like results, right? It's why we yeah, called yeah. the company the results engine. <laughs> you know, it's it's all that we're, we're striving for. But that's the most important piece to me. I always say, like, look for someone who either has done what you want to do or knows the skills yeah. 
and can teach you the skills you know you need to learn to get where you want to go. Yeah. Right? Those are the two pieces. I love it. Maybe we're skipping ahead a little bit here with with my question and then you, Fonzo, you can like reel me back if you feel like <laughs> it. But like for those, like maybe in the audience, right? In the listeners and the people watching on Facebook now live, we have some people that are starting that journey, right? Like they, they've mm-hmm. been successful in their business. They, they they know they can help other people. You know, they can turn around and be like, okay, you're th- two, three steps behind me. Uh, I, I know I can help you. What are some, what are some like key things that these people starting out coaching, right? Or helping other people consulting, right? Should be very aware to start their successful coaching career or little project you know somebody that's starting up like what are some things that they should be doing just so i'm clear do they have a business yet or are they just starting like complete ideation phase so i i am a good question yeah so in this case let's assume they already have something solid working you know generating results right where then they can turn around and do that and i and i think we both we have been in both of those positions Are you asking that question for yourself, huh? We have. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I think it, you know. Lately, we've been like, first, yes, a hundred percent, and yeah, second, course. yes, for the audience. So for yeah. both, yeah, yeah. Because we experienced where we didn't have anything solid, and we're trying to turn around, and that was a complete flop. So I, for the mm. audience, I save you the time to please don't do that. Make sure you build something first, and then go ahead and do it. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Right now, I love. I love the debate. Let's go. no 100 so uh here's what i would say one if you're if you are still in the ideation phase keep tasting until you find something that you can generate results right like if you're still um gary v talks about tasting all the time right and i think there's a lot to be said for going and exploring what you enjoy and if you're still thinking about it like you're probably going to keep thinking about it from a fomo perspective so you might as well just go and try something (laughs) now if you already have results I think the most important thing is really figuring out what's driving those results, right? Most people think being productive means being busy, having things on a calendar, like checking things off of a to-do list. Mm -hmm. That was me. And frankly, it was a large reason why I was miserable, right? Like why I was so anxiety ridden and why I suffered from panic attacks for so long because I didn't get that. I thought, like I mentioned before, like not working 47 hours a day. Cool. You're not hustling hard enough, bro. Like that toxic hustle mindset. Mm. And that served me a lot until it didn't. Right. And what's interesting is it still serves me, but I have to reel it back in a lot. So Mm. What I would say is there are a lot of different practices. Luis, we might have talked about this on Content Bites. My favorite is something called the Law of Three. Yeah. And I think the training I sent you guys, uh, I would say that. And, and I'll send you guys that link again yes, to really 100%. dive into it. But uh, here, here's the gist for everybody listening. 90% of your results come from 30% of the actions that you're taking, right? So let's assume like a perfect world Uh, and by the way, every single business owner here has on average seven to 10 items on their list of things that are like their responsibility. If they don't do them, they don't get done. Everything explodes like business gone. Poof. <laughs> right. So let's use those numbers. Let's assume a perfect world. 10 items on that list. We spend 10% of our time on each item. That means 70% of our calendar is actually only yielding 10% of our results. It's a pretty horrible system. Right. But here's where it gets exciting 
and and this is what we illustrate. I, I get like a whiteboard. I literally, dude, during like the COVID situation, I went to Staples and bought like a whiteboard easel <laughs> just to do this video. Love so it. please freaking watch it because I think yeah. it's really valuable. So we're actually going to leave the link right in the description. So if you're watching, if you're listening now, go ahead and check it out for sure. And basically what it, thank you for that. And basically what it shows is, well, cool. If we can get rid of that 70%, we know the 30% driving results, right? So let's fill, let maybe, and, and maybe we just want to double our work effort, right? That's 60% and not in volume, but just in terms of like focused effort, that's yeah. 60% of our calendar. We still have 40% off, but we're at what? 180% of the results. Mm-hmm. Then you want to double it again. Cool. Now we're at 90% of our calendar still 10% less in terms of quantity worked, but yeah. you're at 270% of the result. It's scaled fast. Love so. It. To reel it back into your question, Louise, I would say do an exercise like this. I This is the one that always worked well for me. There's a great book called Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. Every chapter is another one of these exercises. Yeah. This is the one I always just liked because I'm a numbers guy, like I'm yeah. a data nerd. So I needed to see these things and uh, it's worked really well for myself and all my clients. But do something like that where you can figure out, cool, these are the small subset of actions that actually drive results. And by the way, the results you're looking for at that stage is sales because sales is the lifeblood of any business. If you can't sell, you can't serve, which is a really unfortunate place to be as a coach, right? Because we get into this business because we want to serve and we want to help people. We got to sell before we can get there because when people pay, they pay attention and the impact goes through the roof. And um, that's where I would start. Figure out what drives the needle. Then we could start to scale those actions so you can get faster results. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and kind of to go off my, the, my brother's question here before, you know, I feel like people that start to get into it before, you know, walking the, the talk, if you want to say it that way, is that you get that imposter syndrome, you know, like huge because you're like, oh, I'm trying to teach these, but I haven't that I haven't done it. And I don't know. I feel like that's this, the beginning of a, like a downhill um, <laughs> journey. Yeah. But... That being said, you know, I, I love what you said, that 90-30 rule. You did share it at Content Bites, and it's absolutely amazing. You recommended that book as well, so I recommend everybody to get that book as well. We are definitely going to get it ourselves. But I'm, I'm curious, you know, because I've been, you know, and this is talking from a personal experience. We've been uh, at moments where I know that I need to do these certain activities to, you know, move the needle forward. And those are like the most difficult ones to make in a sense of, I, I think me internally, like taking action on those, like why, why am I self-sabotaging myself and picking a, a different task instead of the ones that I know are going to move the needle forward? Because it's difficult, dude. Like our, our brain has one purpose and that's really like we have a 2000 year old brain its entire focus is to keep us safe here's why that sucks for entrepreneurs it was great back in the day when you had to worry about like a saber-toothed tiger around the corner (laughs) but i haven't seen any lately so (laughs) i don't think we need to worry about that why it sucks for an entrepreneur is because by that definition we're trying to create something that doesn't exist Mm. right that means we're trying to do something other than the norm Mm. right And in order to create anything bigger, in order to create anything outside of that norm, we have to get uncomfortable. Discomfort is not what our brain is wired 
to keep us moving towards, mm. right? So like that in its very nature, we're up against the wall. Yeah. But once we know that we can start to make some different decisions, right? Life, our lives are sculpted by the decisions that we make. Yeah. So I would say one, because I've been there and I'm there in my business in my own ways and like certain action items. And there are certain that I've been working through for the last couple months and the results are insane, right? When yeah. we could get really focused on what we're resisting yeah. and then chunk it down into a consumable action item, then everything really, really changes, right? So here's what I would say. One, get super focused and very, very clear on what the actions are that you're trying to avoid. Two, figure out what you can reduce that to, right? Whether you, uh, I first learned this concept of reducing it to the ridiculous by John Assaraf, who wrote Inner Size, who wrote uh, The Answer, um, really, really successful guy. And then I just recently learned it from Jim Quick, who calls it Small Simple Steps. He just had a book called Limitless come out. Yeah. Jim is super intelligent. Yeah. But it's the same concept, right? Like when we want to build a habit, the most important, this is exactly what John said. He said, the most important thing is not doing or is not the quantity, the volume, or the intensity with which you do the thing, the thing being the habit we're trying to build. The most important thing is doing the thing. Yeah. So we reduce it to the ridiculous. So we, you know, maybe that's just step inside the gym yeah. from a health and fitness perspective, or maybe you're doing organic outreach, trying to generate leads. Maybe that's just starting one conversation a day, or maybe you're in door to door sales. It's get out and knock one yeah. door, right? Reduce it to the ridiculous because that quantity, that intensity, that volume, that's going to come with time. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to build the habit around doing the thing. I love it. So get clear on what it is that you're resisting. Find as small down, as small as you can chunk it down to an action item that is consumable and then build some structure around that in a very consumable amount and overload it with time. That's what we do with all of our clients. And where we start on that reduce it to the ridiculous scale, it differs based on how much resistance there is. Yeah. But that's where you start. Dude, uh, yeah, I, sorry, Lionel, I love that because I'm reading this book too. It's called Tiny Habits. Um, yeah. You read it, so. No, but I've heard like everyone talking about, it. is it Mini Habits? No, no, T Tiny, Tiny Habits, Habits by BJ Fogg, that his name, he's okay. uh, a, book, yeah, I think he's I'm a professor. Sure Yeah, from Stanford. And honestly, it's, it's very similar to what you were explaining right now, which is take the small steps. And one example that he gives in the book that I absolutely love, and I, I say it all the time, is you just need to look at people that set their goals in New Year to see how having those, like, you know, going massive <laughs> doesn't work. It's like, oh, I'm going to lose, like, 30 pounds in one month. And then they go, like... Maybe the first week they hit the gym every single day and then they stop forever and they just end up like gaining weight, right? Instead, he's like, start small, like put your put your your shoes on and step out of the house and then celebrate that, right? Like that's not number one step. Once, once you're doing that consistently, then move on to the next step, right? Like maybe grab a dumbbell and, and do like, you know, like two lifts, whatever, yeah. and then celebrate that and move on progressively. And one mm -hmm. of the examples that he uses is himself with, uh, what, how do you call it? Flossing. Flossing. <laughs> flossing <laughs> your teeth, right? He's like, I, he's like, I started flossing only one tooth. That's it. <laughs> and then eventually he built up until he does it now, all of his tooth, twice a day. So it's like, oh man, like that is super interesting. It is starting yeah. small. 
and I want to. Can I? Can I do? Ah, okay, it? Yes. Go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I, th I think I think we're going that, the same direction. You see that? That's the issue of having a podcast with, with two people, man. I'm like, <laughs> no, we 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 both want to talk and stuff. So many ideas. Go going away. On. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to like really back a little bit to to the content side, right? Because I mean, business obviously is super like yep. interlined with with the content that you do. Because if you don't do the content, you don't promote yourself. Then what happens to your business? You die, right? It's it's literally it's part of the sale. You talked earlier about you know if you don't sell your business, that's it. You know, we see content and the and the marketing that you do as part of that sale. It's not something different. It is that it and and on the on touching on building that habit, right? That's exactly what we've been sharing before with the forty five live, right? We had this massive idea. Hey, we wanna we wanna produce like Gary V, Grant Cardone, all these massive content machines, mm -hmm. right? Because we knew that that was the way either paid organic whatever it was but over a year two years nothing happened because it was so big it was so massive so you know you talk about removing the friction you call it something different but it's resistance the resistance right it's like remove it identify those those factors so i i, I love that we're speaking the same language and yeah. in our case for content that was like editing or you know having three cameras like fancy would love to have uh but you know Eventually. then then you know <laughs> we can't edit so for us at the time you're about a year now uh it was about just going facebook live right and it's building that small habit of doing every single day for five minutes right mm -hmm. and then after that it evolved into repurposing a little bit of that live content and then evolving into the machine that we have now which we produce about you know uh, almost 200 pieces of content every month which is right crazy but we couldn't never start at that point before removing that friction or the resistance like you call it in order to do that so i love that you talk with your clients talk with your students on the business side because it's so needed right it's so needed and you can really bring this element in every aspect of your life which is wonderful yeah and you you know something that i actually realized not too long ago and it, it, it goes hand by hand with this of like starting with the tiny steps do that every time we have something in our list that we don't get accomplished is like we chip away uh some of our own confidence on on getting things done dude and then we feel defeated so mm -hmm. it, it it has happened to me so many times and again i i just recently kind of like i was reflecting and, and i noticed that i'm like dude i'm just putting so much stuff that i'm not getting done and i'm just finding myself in this place of defeat literally right and yeah. and then i was like okay i'm gonna start small i'm just gonna do today i'm just gonna focus on like this small activity and i was like okay i do it boom check celebrate it let's go i accomplished my objective for the day and that, like it started building up again little by little so for mm -hmm. those listening is like don't like you said you know don't have all those amount amount of tasks in your list that you have to do or if you have a lot of stuff to do hide a bunch and just pick like one that again they're gonna move the needle forward and focus on that one um because honestly dude that was huge like i mean my brother can attest to that that i i had some things you know in the back burner there that i needed to do and i was like oh no re resistance you know <laughs> hey resistance my new best friend and i wouldn't get do him at all and and those days i was being unproductive because i wasn't all, all like i wasn't moving on to the next task either i was just like stuck in there without doing anything yeah you get overwhelmed man mm -hmm. like yeah and, and it's so true you know i always talk about it in the reverse you know with our clients we do something called wind stacking right and just like you mentioned whittle away i love that you use that because that or chip away that's literally the same terminology i use 
right? Like every single, the perfect example is making your bed. You know, you look on the internet, mm -hmm. there's articles on Forbes and Yahoo Finance and like all of these disrupt and all these different areas about how making your bed is the most important skill set you need to develop to build a seven figure business, right? And, and I don't know about you guys, but like for the, mo I mean, I'm human, right? But for the most part, I make my bed pretty much every day yep. other than maybe some vacations and when like I'm not sleeping at home or whatever, but like pretty much every day. I'll tell you what, I check my bank account every day too, and it has never put a dollar in it. Not once, right? Making your bed doesn't build a seven-figure business, yep. but here's what it does. This is the importance of routines. It's a win that you stack early in the day. So maybe your routine looks like making your bed and then journaling and meditating and maybe having a green drink, doing some stretching. Dude, that's five wins before you've even left your bedroom yep. in the morning. So what happens when you stack your wins is because that's that's what yields self-confidence, right? It's doing what we say we're going to do over and over and over and over again. Just like it is when you reduce it to the ridiculous and you start to build that momentum. Yeah. Yep. But to your point, Luis, like as soon as you leave things on that list that don't get done, chip right back away at it. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is the game that we're playing. It's important to understand both sides of it, the push and the pull. Yeah because both will inevitably happen, but we need to know how to kind of build it back up, moving in our in our favor. Yeah, dude, about, about the wind stacking, and I'm sure my brother is thinking the same thing right now. <laughs> so that the first time we heard about that was um, with Tony Robbins. Mm. So mm -hmm. I, I have not, disclaimer, I have not read any of Tony Robbins' books. I have obviously consumed some of its, his content, but we I guess we were lucky enough to to uh, see him live to see him live at this event yeah. this this last january and one of the exercises he, he did was wind stacking right dude i'm not kidding my brother and i were like right next to each other just like hugging each other crying <laughs> dude because so so like Very it powerful. made me real alive how often we just look at the negative side of things like oh i didn't do this i didn't do this i didn't do this right instead of like oh I celebrate these little wins, right? The wing stacking that you're saying, and it changes your mood immediately. Like, literally right now, I can start thinking on, like, all the, those little wins that I have accomplished today, yeah. and it'll bring a smile to my face, and it'll change my energy immediately, yeah. and it's going to push me forward throughout the rest of the day. But I don't mm -hmm. know why we're not conscious about that. We just decide to focus on the on the negative side. Well, because one, like we're far more easily wired towards negative. I think five to seven times more easily wired by negative than positive. So that again, like sets us up yeah. against, against the odds right there. But two, like, do we live in an achiever mindset an achiever like mm -hmm. culture where we need to like do more, be more and have more. And it's not uncommon. Like we hear it all the time. People hit these targets and then they feel empty in their side, in their inside and they're like what the hell like this is what i've been working towards for 17 years yeah why do i feel miserable right now it's like because yeah. you couldn't be grateful for the moments when you didn't have it and now you've hit it and you thought it was about a target but really it's been about who you become yeah yeah and you missed that mm. whole piece you didn't acknowledge any of it right and it's great to have these big goals and crazy expectations that was me that was why i struggled the way that i struggled in my early 20s but dude there's Like, think about it this way. This is one of my coaches explained it to me this way. 
you, let's use the New Year's resolution example, right? Like your annual goal. Call it whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not part of the 13% that, <laughs> or like the 97% that fail, right? Yeah. Um, how many times do you hit that goal? I mean, short. There's only zero because, well, first off, I, 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 I don't think I've ever had a New Year's resolution because of that reason. Because yeah. like, but, but let's say that let's say that you do hit the goal, okay. right? How many times do you hit it? Once a year. Yeah, once. So you're telling me that you're only allowed to be fulfilled once mm. out of the entire year's worth of work. Damn. That's. Hold on. Whew. Wait. Dude, that's so intense. Gong, yes. gong moment followed by this. Okay. Thank wow. you. Thank you, Mike. Dude, you guys have a gong? This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is so cool. That was so and worth it, though, is it, it, because wow. you you earned the gong. I mean, nobody, <laughs> not, not a lot of people earned the gong. <laughs> I love it. Well, shout out to my buddy Xander Fryer because he was the first person I ever heard ever say that. But it's mm. so true, right? Mm. And And that is why we celebrate wins along the way. Wow. Right, and that doesn't mean go throw yourself a freaking birth, like a, a freaking party, because you sent three DMs. Yeah. But maybe your target is sending like, you know, five or here's a good example. I wanted to get better about a specific way that I wanted to time block, right? And I needed to <laughs> set a target. So I was like, okay, cool. Let me, you know, if I knowing that if I meticulously mapped my my time, because I was doing really well with it. Yeah. But I wanted to take it to the next level, right? If I did it for four weeks straight, I gave myself the opportunity to, you know, rent a boat up in Lake George with my girlfriend and, and some friends, right? Like not a massive like buying myself a car for sending for like mapping my time <laughs> out, but like, yeah. you yeah. know, it was like a couple hundred bucks to rent a boat. And yeah. we're doing that in a couple weeks now, you know, like little Beautiful. things like yeah. that. And dude, it can be as simple as cool. You did what you said you're going to do. Maybe next week you earned yourself like that overpriced cup of coffee that you enjoy, but you probably shouldn't have every day because it's like seven dollars. Well, thank you, Mike, for, for telling that to Fonzie here. Like he's <laughs> yeah, that's why he does it. Yeah, the bank account, man. Every time I see it, it's uh, coffee, coffee, coffee. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's yeah. important to have these yes. these like these celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. We need to we need to celebrate along the way. It's totally. so important. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, totally agree, man. And I, and I think that's one of the things that we love the most about our morning meetings with with our team you know they're scattered mm -hmm. all over the place and what that's like one of the main things that we do over like even before we look at numbers before we look at the operations like hey guys what are you thankful for today what happens tell us some wins and it doesn't have to be rela related to the job it has to be related to anything so we talk mm -hmm. about family we talk about different things that happen during the yeah. weekend you know whatever but it's like let's get the mindset ready to go by win stacking as a group and I love that you know that, that you call it the same way that we experience it because that was very very powerful and i think that's why we do it and you know at the beginning it's like oh my gosh is the team gonna actually do this every single day and now that's probably also one of the favorite parts of the whole team because it sets the mind rolling and you know it's mm -hmm. like making the bed uh every mm -hmm. every morning that, that we do this with the team which is every single day so uh, yeah. i love that so here's uh here's one of the last questions i know we need to like start landing this plane <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my that's my thing now. Yeah, we that's, land that's the plane. A new thing. That's a new I, thing. I, if I'm being if I'm being <laughs> honest here in front of everybody, 
I don't know how I feel about landing the plane, man. It's okay. You audience, you can tell us how <laughs> do we I call keep flying. the end. I know we gotta keep flying, but it's okay. You know, you know, Mike. Maybe we can convince yeah, you to we, stay we, with you, with us a little bit longer. But you know, <laughs> that's the whole plan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Let's do it. Maybe like, what are some like? Uh, cool action points for somebody to kind of get started on this, right? And and I'm going to throw a little curveball there. Uh, you talk about, you know, uh, the schedule, my time blocking. And a lot of people mm -hmm. might think, or maybe, I'm not, I don't know, I'm wrong, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Those are so, like, small, like, so insignificant. I should be worrying about the big things, right? I should be worrying about, like, all these crazy things that are happening. And my calendar doesn't really matter. Right. So what are some things like what? Well, first off, what would you say to that person? And second, what are some things that we can start doing now to make yeah. sure that we're win stacking? Dude, I'm excited for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I would I would challenge that with like every fiber of my being. Um, one of my good friends and early mentors told me, show me your calendar. I'll show you your paycheck. Mm. Right. And, um, you know, I think that one thing here is the best that I've ever heard it put by my good friend, Ricky Mendez. He was speaking to our mastermind last December, I want to say. And, um, he shared something really powerful. He said, everybody thinks the universe rewards scale, but it doesn't. The universe rewards consistency, right? So those seemingly little things, those lead up to the big things. And if you don't do the little things, you never get to the big things. It's like if we're going to use the example of wind stacking, right? Like, dude, we can't get up here until we've stacked all the way up. And those are the little things. For anyone not watching the, the video, that was a little difficult to, <laughs> to understand. <laughs> you, you can but go like, watch it. You know where the yeah. link is. At Bees Call on Facebook. Yeah, you can let us know on the DMs. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but that's, that's where I would go with that. Like, yeah. those little things lead to the big things. Mm. And... Um, the reason here's the deal when we talk about high performance which by the way i don't think i ever defined that just means succeeding beyond standard norms consistently over the long term while maintaining positive well-being and positive relationships mm. okay so when we talk about high performance and you look at some of the biggest studies like brendan burchard's book high performance habits some of these yeah. big studies around the world of high performers these habits first of all they're all trainable They're all malleable. They're not things that we're born with. They're not like age, gender, sexual orientation, like location of the world, all of these things, none of them are strongly correlated with high performance. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean they don't play a role, but mm -hmm. it means that they're not strongly correlated. Here's why that's powerful. Those are the things that we don't control. Mm -hmm. So that means that we're back in the driver's seat. Everything we want to do, we can train. All of these habits that yield high performance are trainable. And here's the other thing. They're not difficult. High yeah. performers just do them more consistently and more frequently, mm. right? Because common sense is not always common practice. And people think, oh, like, yeah, I've done that. But they've, they haven't. They've yeah. spent time thinking about it, like, while they're on the subway and there's a million other things going on and the thought, like, glanced <laughs> away for a second. Like, you, you didn't spend the time there. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I would say. You need to be doing it. Bro, I don't remember the other question. That was so awesome. I, I'm so excited here, dude. Yes, absolutely. You know, because um, again, going back to our story, we relate so much because the moment we started seeing results was when we started, you know, being consistent, 
publishing or, or 45 live, right? Which was the challenge that we came up with uh, of going 45 days in a row live on Facebook. And that's when we started seeing results. Before, we were just jumping from shiny object to shiny object, and we weren't seeing any results. We were stressed a of, out. A lot, a lot of shine. Yeah, a lot of shiny <laughs> stuff around, and we were just like, ah, what, what, what is the next big thing, right? And it's what you're talking. It's that compounding effect of doing those things consistently and frequently, and you're going to get to see results. But mm -hmm. going back to the hustle culture that you that you mentioned, Brad, we just want things quick. Like, we live in a society where, you know, we... Instant gratification. Yeah, we just go to Chick-fil-A and dude, we just get our food real quick, right? So now we want everything quick now. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Chick-fil-A milkshake. Probably not the, not the healthiest guys, <laughs> but it's okay. And you don't want to be near me when I have a Chick-fil-A milkshake yeah, either, I, but it's okay. That's I, a topic I go for work day. remotely whenever he eats uh, the milkshake. <laughs> Yeah, but but it's that like we are so focused on getting things fast, right? And you just have to see some of these copywriting headlines in some of these people's courses that is like, yeah, get this fast, get this in in two days, five days, right? It's like, no, it takes probably a big amount of days of consistent and frequent work, right? I mean, yours, yeah. yours is 60 days. Most people don't to do 60 <laughs> things. Con uh, sorry, most people don't get to do this consistently for 60 days, right? And mm -hmm. I'm sure the people that are working with you, that's one of the first concepts they're going to grasp is, okay, I need to do this certain stuff consistently all these days so I can produce results. Dude, it's everything. Like, the fact is, for the at least the first two to three weeks that our clients are working with us, we're not doing crazy numbers, right? Mm -hmm. We're building that foundation and stacking wins. There's an important piece to that. Mm -hmm. But nowadays we live in a clickbait culture where there needs to be shock value and especially with what's going on in the world right now you see that in mainstream media oh man and yeah. uh yeah. and it's unfortunate but you know it's yeah dude it's the, the reality of where is, we're at is, i guess this yeah. is how i see it wait, I, wait, 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 before you say ah. that real quick my, my turn to, to cut you off dude I, I love what you said about mainstream media because so we we work um we have our office at this co-working space and I step out to the office and in the lobby, they have um, this the TV news. with the news. And I go to put some water. I look at the TV and then I come back into the office and I tell, this is the exact comment that I told my brother. I'm like, dude, how sad would it be to live every single day looking at the news? Because the headline was horrible, man. And I was like, there's people that actually watch that every single day of their lives, you know, like. So then, yeah. I mean, your expectations of, of, of the world, just, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how to put it. Like, they just become, I don't know, dark, it, a dark place. This is how I see it. And I think, you know, we can make full circle with what you were saying at the very beginning, Mike. It's if you are consistent, right, you're going to separate from the rest because yeah. most people, that's where they're going to yeah. be. So if you want to be the high performance, like you mentioned earlier, just by doing the simple things, start consistent, start small you're already going to be way far ahead than whatever you consider your competition. Farther. Way, yeah. Where, is that further? Yeah. No, way way too far. Hold on, hold on. Let's say it so, so ugly. Way too far ahead. Okay. So people remember. <laughs> that way people can remember. <laughs> but they can be like further away 
and further forward or further <laughs> whatever you call it Harry <laughs> you wanted to call uh, I don't care you're gonna be so much better so consistency is the key is <laughs> is what we gotta do every yeah. single day so Mike thank you so much for sharing that yeah that was amazing uh, it, it was a complete honor to have you any resources that you wanna share with the audience we're happy to take it we're gonna link him right below yep. so we're gonna connect them with you uh, one last question here we know that you publish uh, where would you be without publishing consistently, may I add? <laughs> that is, it's really, really difficult to say. You know, I think that, um, one, your content attracts. Two, when you're doing like collaborative content, like a podcast and you're connecting with people, like brand equity builds. And there's a lot to be said for that as well. And, um, I, I don't even know how to quantify that. Like, I, I don't think I would have a business. And I, here, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, without it, I probably never would have realized I, pro I wanted to build a business because someone else wouldn't have published. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. have gotten in touch with their content that ch helped me shift some thinking paradigms. Wow. So, like, we'll get even further than the seed being planted. Like, it, it's almost impossible to quantify. Wow. That, that has been one of the most powerful answers that we've heard on the show. Honestly, like, uh, so we appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. That's also the reason why we're doing this. We, you know, highly encourage you guys. We're going to link, we're going to link everything, Mike, right below. Go check him out. For me, that was the first time I've chatted with you, man. It has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Likewise. There's so much stuff. For me, it has so been the gold, second, time, second time. And I hope it's not the last <laughs> one, man, you know? I know, I know. Not, not, we're part of, uh, you're, you're part of the Content Profit family, man. So yeah. uh, officially welcome. Where can... Uh, Thank where, you guys for having me. Of course, man. Where can people find you? Yeah, the best place is honestly the podcast. So if you want to dig deeper into anything we talked about, high performance related, we do two interviews a week. Um, one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and then Friday is a bite-sized like action item solo episode where it's like, nice. hey, do this and work towards these results. Uh, so we're putting up three times a week and I think awesome. we're creeping up on episode 100 soon. So yes. that's nice. the best place, you know, just the results engine podcast. And then, you know, I'm also just at Mike Sesniak on Instagram. And if you have questions or want to challenge anything, feel free to slide in the DMs and and get those questions answered. That's awesome, man, dude. I love First Consistency. Congrats on the 100th episode coming soon. Thank you. And I love the fact that you're like, if you want to challenge anything, send me a DM. I, 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 I love that. And guys, if you want to challenge anything, send me a DM too. Yeah. I'm down for the challenge. Pazzi wants to fight. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> dude, really quickly though, that's, yeah. that's important. And I think that we don't have mm -hmm. that in culture anymore. Yeah. I think that we're so divided, especially in the US, that it's like, if you don't agree with me, you're a bad person. Absolutely. And that's not the case. Like you don't have your belief because you're a bad person. You have your belief because something led to that belief structure. Exactly. And uh, it's important to have those dialogues because then you can actually build your own thoughts instead of just being fed what you were fed and assuming that you have to believe it. So yeah, yeah, I love yeah. It. that's why I think it's important. That's such so powerful. A, such yeah. a powerful thought to end the show, guys. Yeah. And Mike, we need you for like two more minutes. But with that sure. being said, guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at Co. And if you find this episode impactful, oh, that was, that was rough. If you find this episode impactful, don't forget to share it and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye.